0: Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. I distinctly remember the frustration, the frustration of not being able to get the appeal out on time. We were sitting there five days in after disaster, and we had not yet sent out our email appeal. At that time, I made a decision that that wasn't going to happen again, that we weren't going to be that late in sending out an email appeal because we can't help the most people that we can help if we can't raise funds the quickest that we could possibly raise them. This question from Ryan really hit home when it came in because I've been there. I've been there where it's taken weeks to get out an appeal when it should have only taken days, where it's taken a week or more to get out an email appeal when I should have had one out the same day. And so uh, this question really hit home for us at Food for the Hungry. Hopefully the advice I give here to Ryan will really hit home for you and help you get out those emergency disaster appeals on time. Hi, my name is Ryan and uh, I'm a fundraising analyst at a nonprofit that responds to disasters. Right now, it takes us uh, about a week to get a fundraising email out and several weeks to send a direct mail letter to our list every time there's a disaster. We were wondering if you have any tips on how we can speed that up. Ryan, thank you so much for your question about how to speed up your emergency response disaster mailing. Really appreciate what your organization does in responding to disasters and helping people throughout the world in their greatest time of need. We've had this situation, Food for the Hungry, in the past on on how do we quicken up a response. We've had situations where it's taken seven to ten days to get an email out or weeks upon weeks to get a direct mail campaign out. And of course, as we all know in the fundraising arena, that when the media for a situation is hot, that is the best time uh, to raise funds so that you can help the most people that you can possibly help. Of course, if it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to get a fundraising appeal out, then you are not able to help as many people as you possibly can. You do want to quicken the pace of how you get appeals out the door. Some of this is just structural on how you do approvals and organize your fundraising department during times of disaster. And so, We're going to walk through a couple of the structural issues and then talk uh, both digital and direct mail on how you can speed up the response so that you can maximize your fundraising and, again, as I said, help the most people possible because that is what we are here to do. So the first question I would have um, for your organization is who decides to respond programmatically and who decides to respond on the fundraising side? See, these decisions need to be made together. At Food for the Hungry, one of the things that we did to speed up our decision-making process on disasters is to really centralize the decision of response to myself as the director of marketing and our senior director of emergency response. So when a disaster strikes, he and I get together and make a decision as to whether or not to respond programmatically and whether or not to respond from a fundraising side. Even though these two questions are separate questions, they both are connected. We respond to all sorts of disasters, everything from a mudslide in Peru all the way to a large scale, earthquake or hurricane disaster. And so in those times, there may be a situation that comes up that does not warrant a large-scale fundraising response, but does re- warrant us putting boots on the ground and helping a community. So in the example I gave there is a, a mudslide in the community in Peru. It's a very localized small disaster, and it may be something that, depending on time of the year, that we don't respond to from a fundraising perspective, but that the emergency response team does tap into their funds in order to respond with people on the ground to help. Those decisions, it needs to be a joint effort on on how we respond and what we're going to do when we respond. When we do make a decision to respond on the fundraising side, uh, we form a disaster response task force within the marketing department. It's specifically designed to have clear line of approvals for content that needs to go out and also to identify what we're going to do in the response. And so we have a project template set up with our project manager that lists all of the possible things that we could do from a fundraising perspective or a marketing perspective with a response. And, and I decide which one of those things we're going to do. We may send out an email, a direct mail campaign. We may do some telemarketing. We may write a blog post. We may do a press release. There are a number of things that may happen during the time of disaster. In that example I gave earlier, in the time of mudslide, we might not do a press release, but we might put out a social media post we may do an email campaign to people that have given to peru before asking for money and so the template is set up so that it's easy to decide which items we're going to do during the response and those are automatically then assigned out to the people that are responsible for them so there's no question of each time trying to define what is it that we're going to do that we already have that set up within our project management system as i mentioned there's a clear line of approval during times of disaster and often the approval stops at me as the director of marketing That way we can respond quickly without a lot of people being involved in the approval process. You need to have a clear succession plan in case the approval process, some of those people are out. I've been out of the country before and unavailable during times of disaster. And when that happens, then we've got a clear line of succession of who approves fundraising so that we make sure that we did not slow down the process in case someone is not there. We also create templates for our email and for our writing, things like talking points. These templates are... Pre-written based on what we generally do during time of disaster. So if it's an earthquake, we may provide emergency kits. We may provide shelter, food, clean water. Just pre-written things generally on how we would respond for certain types of disaster. It really speeds up both the writing and the approval process because a lot of the language is pre-written. There's also the challenge of getting assets quickly from the field. And So in times of disaster, like a hurricane, communication lines are often down. So we may not have the photos and videos that we desire to use in fundraising. And so in those times, we've relied on partners before. We've relied on, there's many times government agencies that will post photos and videos to things like Flickr and then release them into the Creative Commons. And so what we do is in those times where we don't have direct assets of our own, we may use assets from a partner or another agency and then just mark those accordingly so that our donor base understands that those are not our photos or videos, but those are coming from a third party. You also need to know how you're responding. So what are you actually doing? We don't want to make promises to our donors for things that we aren't going to be doing on the ground, but we do want to be very accurate and tell them what we're going to do, especially when we write our impact report in the end to show them what we did really needs to align with what we said that we're going to do. Sometimes those things will change as the situation changes on the ground, but generally speaking, Just understanding what you're going to do and how you're going to do it on the ground is a good idea when you're preparing your content for your response. You also need to think about your talking points for your customer service team and for social media. Giving them as much information as possible in case people reach out to find out what your organization is doing. If you decide not to respond at all, then what we do... We recommend other organizations that we have partnered with in the past for donors to donate to. I know that may seem weird, us uh, recommending other organizations, but we know that our donor base really trusts us. and, And we believe that by providing them the name of an organization that we know does good work, that then that just further's a relationship with our current donors and does not create a situation where a donor leaves and never comes back. So if you have partners that you've worked with in the past and you know they do good work, then that's just a situation where you can just extend some of that trust out to your donor base so that they know where to invest their funds looking for a good response. There are organizations out there who don't provide good response. And so by you providing a recommendation of an organization that does, it really helps your donors and helps them fulfill their mission of supporting a people group or a cause that they have a passion for. Let's talk about direct mail. So there is a lot of lead time in direct mail and you're not going to get a direct mail campaign into homes within just a few days. Usually how do we speed up that process so that we can create a direct mail campaign that goes out quickly and gets into homes as fast as possible. So a couple of the things that you could do is you could pre-position some letterhead at the mail vendor. And so this will speed up the print process by having all the extras of the, the letterhead areas already done. With that, each month, you should prepare a mail file of likely donors to disasters and position that at the print vendor as well. And so that mail file, that's going to have a list of donors that you believe are good response donors for the emergency appeals. And you can just refresh that once monthly. That way, when it does come time to mail out for a direct mail campaign that you're not um, trying to pull a segmentation and and figure all that out and get it authenticated at the print vendor, all that's already taken care of. And so that the mailing process is much faster. The other thing in direct mail is oftentimes there's many levels of approvals that are required. Uh, You really need to find a way to speed up your approval process so that you can get that direct mail approved as quickly as possible. So in some situations, that may rest on my shoulders. In other situations, especially if it's a letter from the president, then he may want to see it and approve language before it goes out. And then sometimes it goes up to the chief development officer, who is my boss, to approve that before it goes out. So the trick is just to figure out your approval process and really speed that up so that you're not spending days and days and days in redoing and rewriting and reproducing things that can be sped up and done much quicker so thank you so much for the work that your organization does i know you do good work with beneficiaries on the ground and really appreciate all the hard work that you do and um, hope that these tips will really help you speed up your response in fundraising so that you can raise as much money as possible and help as many people as possible ryan thanks again i really appreciate the question and take care Thank you for joining us on the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment and provide an honest rating and review on iTunes. Your review will help other nonprofit leaders find the fundraising answers they need to help more people. Visit us on the web at nonprofitanswers.org.